people God dearly loves. We know the story quite well. Maybe we know it too well. There are many people named in this important story of Jesus' betrayal and arrest, his trial and crucifixion, his burial and resurrection. Peter and James and John are named. Judas is named. Annas and Caiaphas are named. Pontius Pilate is named. Herod Antipas is named. Barabbas is named. Simon from Cyrene is named. Mary Magdalene and several other Marys are named. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus are named. But the servant girl in the courtyard is not named. The relative of the servant of the high priest is not named. The chief priest and the members of the Sanhedrin and the individual Pharisees are not named. The weeping women on the road to Golgotha are not named. The soldiers who carry out the brutal execution are not named. The criminals on Jesus' right and on his left are not named. The Roman centurion who cries out in praise is not named. There is one other character. Matthew and Mark and Luke don't tell us his name, but John's gospel does. He tells us that when Jesus identifies himself to the torch-bearing mob in Gethsemane, then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? This name, the name of the wounded man, is Malchus. So here is my question on this third Lenten Wednesday, and this question might also be yours. How is Malchus a witness to Christ? The journey of Christ to the cross is a series of surprises. Over and over, you and I can say, no one saw that coming. People are going about their everyday business in and around Jerusalem while Jesus goes about his work while it is yet day. A parade into Jerusalem with the marshal mounted on a never-ridden young donkey and palm-waving crowds shouting, Hosanna! To this unlikely king, no one saw that coming. A Passover meal that takes several different turns. The master becomes the servant, stooping to wash the feet of his proud and confused disciples. No one saw that coming. The host dips the matzah into the haraseth and gives it to Judas, revealing that Jesus does not reject the one who will betray him. No one saw that coming. Finally, our Lord breaks bread and lifts the cup and offers his body and his blood as faith-strengthening, forgiveness-sharing food. No one saw that coming. A voice in fervent prayer, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, sweat dripping as blood, the restless snoring of those called to watch with him, then a murmuring louder by the minute as the crowd moved into the olive grove, a shout, there he is, a kiss, a confrontation, a willing identification, a collapse to the ground at the voice of I am. 
No one saw that coming. Peter, rash and ready for action, pulling a sword and taking a swing at a lowly servant. The attack could have been faithful, but the man turns at the last instant and Peter slices off his right ear. No one saw it coming. Malchus never saw that coming. Yet, Jesus is in control. Jesus stays in control. When his enemies approach to seek him, Jesus goes forward to meet them. When Judas steps near, Jesus does not turn away. When Peter strikes Malchus, Jesus commands his own disciple to put away his sword. Our Savior must go to Jerusalem. That's what he told and taught the twelve. No kiss of betrayal, no rowdy rabble, no sword-swinging Simon will foil the mission. So how is Malchus a witness to Christ? This is how. He is a witness that the way of Jesus is the way of the cross. No sword will stop him. Jesus must go to the cross. There he will give his life. He will be stricken, smitten, afflicted for us, for all. As we sang just minutes ago, when God the mighty maker died for his own creature's sin, no one saw this coming. That the innocent man would die for the guilty, that the Holy One would be the substitute for sinners, that the proclamation, it is finished, announces that the debt is paid in full. There is not a single iota of satisfaction that you can or I have to make. That the death of the Lamb of God causes the curtain hiding the Holy of Holies in the temple to be torn apart by the Father's hands. No one saw it coming. That the lifeless corpse placed in the tomb, would rest there, but only until the third day. That the heavy stone holding the dead body of Jesus inside the grave would be tossed aside, not to let him out, but to show that his victory is over sin and over death. That he would be seen and touched by and would walk with and speak peace and promise to the first disciples just as he still speaks peace to Mike Weiss and to all those in Ukraine grieving the death of loved ones who fall asleep with faith in our crucified and risen Lord. No one saw it coming. Malchus certainly didn't, but Jesus reaches out his powerful hand. He touches the severed ear. He stops the flow of blood. He heals, and by our Lord's wounds, caused by our damning and deadly sins, by these fatal wounds, we are healed. Healed to follow and to serve, healed to be witnesses to Christ in all these Lenten days. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.